This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1125, How to Not Be Victimized by Empty Nest, Letting Go with Intention, by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD, where I, Greg Audino, act as your host and narrator to bring you some of the best content around when it comes to building relationships. And today, I have a post for you from Dr. Margaret Rutherford an author we've been reading from for about a year now, and with very good reason. She's got great tips for everyone in her work, but today this one goes out to the empty nesters mostly. It's a tough transition to watch your children age out of the house, but she is here to guide you through it. So, without further ado, let's get into this post now, and optimize your life. How to Not Be Victimized by Empty Nest, Letting Go with Intention by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. These days, my only son, Rob, is traveling at breakneck speed through his 20s. I've ridden many waves of motherhood, gradually transitioning from hands-on mom to empty nest mom to now a much more hands-off but always available mom. That letting go process happened slowly. As time marched on, whether I was ready for it or not, each new phase came rolling in. Mom, can I have a snack? Mom, can I watch TV? Mom, will you take us to the pool? Mom, I'm not going to be here for dinner because we're going to the game. But can some guys come over after? Mom, can I borrow the car? Mom, you know I'm not coming home for spring break, right? This last was asked with a tender, somewhat tenuous smile as he put his arm around me. All I could do was smile back at that infectious grin. I've had my ups and downs in this letting go process. The ups have been all about watching him create his own life, having the time to begin to blog and podcast, my husband and I traveling together, more time with friends, but I've had to grieve the loss of all that abundant youthful energy around the house. I missed the den being constantly messy. Worse still, I felt awkward in my new role as onlooker when we visited him at college, not sure of where I belonged in his new world. I struggled at times not to miss what had been. But I eventually discovered something that helped. In fact, not just helped, but was empowering. How letting go with intention heals the grief of empty nest. It comes down to one thing. You have to choose with intention to let go. When I hear from parents who struggle with depression after their children leave home, they might say, I feel robbed. They feel victimized by time itself bringing with it unwanted closure on the hands-on years of parenting. And yet, this feeling of a child being torn from you isn't good for you or for your child. Life isn't yanking them away from you. You're not a victim. You're sad. Think about it. As a parent, you've already had a lot of practice in adjusting to a new normal. The getting no sleep phase, the diaper years, preschool, grade school, teenage years, then comes graduation from high school, young adulthood, and whatever choices they make going forward. The new phase has always been right around the corner, even if you weren't actively considering it as such. And let's face it, some phases have been much more pleasant than others. Each time, it's been important to let go when those years were done. Empty nest doesn't have to be one that's too painful to bear. Only your prominence in your child's life changes, not your significance. Your children are never yours to keep. They are a temporary gift to nurture and cherish. Ideally, from their first years, only your prominence in their lives will decline. 
not your importance in their lives, nor your significance, only how central you are to what they're creating in their own life. If you relish each and every stage of your children's lives with intention, you can avoid looking back or clinging to one stage or another. Because not only is it impossible to go back in time for one more afternoon of pushing your giggling little one on a swing, before you know it, you'll be transitioning yet again. And believe it or not, there will come a day when you'll likely miss having that surly teenager under your roof. Let's use something non-child related as an example. Years before my son was born, I owned my absolutely favorite of a lifetime black evening outfit. I wore it singing jazz in the late 80s. It was backless, with a soft, silky fabric, a plain classic front, and nothing adorning the waist. The pants flowed freely. I thought it was spectacular, and channeled my inner Meryl Streep when I wore it. But when I became a mom, there weren't a lot of places to wear my elegant attire. I certainly couldn't wear it to work. Plus, frankly, it became a bit snug in places. Okay, quite snug. I gave it away, quite purposefully. Its time had passed. Kids aren't clothes, obviously. But there's a fundamental similarity in the process. Anytime you can claim intentionality, it's very empowering. This is especially true when facing a painful situation. Intention gives you back a sense of control. You can make a vow to yourself, and each vow will offer you a sense of control over a process that has seemed out of control. Here are some vows to consider. I will, with intention, be grateful to see my child create a life of their own. Not everyone has that good fortune. I will, with intention, realize that my role will change, but not my significance. I will, with intention, not look back. I will, with intention, not harangue about texts left unanswered, or calls that I love to get coming only from time to time. I will not make it personal. I will, with intention, realize that I will always be mom or dad. Oh yeah, I'll always be Rob's mom. And then, my own smile returns. I will, with intention, remember to smile. You just listened to the post titled, How to Not Be Victimized by Empty Nest, Letting Go with Intention, by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. Wonderful one from Dr. Margaret today. Thank you so much to her. And while this was definitely essential for parents who are or aren't living in an empty nest, this is the type of post that makes me hope that you guys will take some time to listen to posts that might not apply to your situation directly. You see, for me, this article helps me learn from the other side of the equation. I'm not a parent, certainly not an empty nester, but my mom is, and I worry about her. When Dr. Margaret was talking about the awkwardness of moving her son into college, I can compare it to an experience I had just recently when moving into a new place. I went out furniture shopping with my mom, and while she is a really gifted interior designer, I found that a part of me was buying things simply because she recommended them. And again, she does have impeccable taste, but this was due in part to wanting to make her feel included or like not upset her. So on my side, as a son who's a youngish adult, I'm 30, it would be in my best interest to follow Dr. Margaret's vows, but about intentionally allowing my mother to continue to adapt to life without me, rather than try to coddle her through it, which I've been doing since I left the house at like 22. And it's a coddling which, frankly, she doesn't need. 
That's definitely something I put on her. And while I know she does love having me around, she's also very independent and is never one to ask for me to change my own decisions as an adult. So thanks to Dr. Margaret once more for speaking to a lot of people in this one besides empty nesters, should they choose to listen. We have reached the end though, friends. So thanks for coming today and be sure to do the same tomorrow in the Saturday show where I'll answer a question sent in from one of your fellow listeners. Hoping to see you there where your optimal life awaits.